Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the base keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. Over. You believe in miracles? Yes! Running, 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 running. In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of us, 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 all What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. I just did a little bit of a pause there, Wits. I almost thought I did my old name again. I thought the opening line wasn't the name of our show. But, uh, Wits, how are you doing today? Uh, a little bit in shock still. <laughs> I'm doing good. But looking at you over the Skype right now, it's um something I've never seen before. I'll I'll let you explain it. Um, so I currently have what should have been pink hair, but it's like, uh, it's like, uh, rose gold and orange. It's a whole mix. If you've ever seen Takashi Six Nine, it's some concoction of his his stuff. Go to Ethan Rose Four on Instagram. You'll see what the hair looks like currently. Um, I don't know if people want to do that. What? I don't know if they want to do that. I don't know yeah, if people want to do that. It's definitely interesting. Um, I'm looking at myself, honestly. Uh, but yeah, no. So I've colored hair. Um, I could say I lost a bet, but the Packers have been winning recently. So clearly I haven't been betting that. Um, those would all be W's. But... Yeah, it's tough, and uh, it's really funny to see your guys' reactions because you guys are just like the most subtle in-place people back in Deerfield, Illinois, and I just came out to L.A., and it looks like I did my first like pretty L.A.-ish thing. Um, some could argue I might have done some other L.A. things in my life, but uh, I have colored hair right now. Yeah, all right, back to sports. <laughs> look like Odell Beckham. <laughs> Odell Beckham, Takashi six nine, love it. And Ethan Rose, <laughs> what a you talk about. It. You want a new Mount Rushmore? That's a pretty shifty, swifty Mount Rushmore. Not the Mount Rushmore I want to be on. <laughs> yeah, we need a we need a fourth, and we're not inviting you. Anyways, what did we just watch? We watched the Punta Cana Calabaras champion club open i definitely didn't say it right but we definitely didn't get anything kind of club and resort championship got it i mean we sucked again we had dude we are hot talk about first nines we we hit first nines better than anybody else in the league back nine on opening day not so much yeah i wish they had like a like in the, in the major leagues, they've got the first five innings. Uh, we need a first nine because I feel like the past few weeks we've taken some guys that have gotten super hot. And like you said, the back nine, they just fall off. It's been, I think, a month since we've hit a first-round leader, which is it's disappointing. But we've got some more picks this week. Um, thinking back to my picks, Roz, 
I think the only one that had a real shot was Nate Lashley. Had him pre-tournament. Who I with you. Oh, you did too? Okay. So we had him pre-tournament, 125 to 1. Uh, opened the last round. I think it was third or fourth place. Had a pretty good round shot, two under, but Hudson Swafford um, played a great round and slowed up a little bit at the end, but made a great birdie and then a huge par on the 18 and took it away. And, uh, yeah, not, not much else to write home about in terms of the bets, but like no. I said, we're coming back. The only, the only one that was – and we're not even really a part of this one. The only one that I think really hit home in a poor fashion was Adam Long, which neither of us were on, but – I'll consider him like a co-ish of hosts. He's been on the show more than not. Um, and Jared Rubin took Adam Long, so beautiful lead going into Sunday. And uh, that is one of the worst Sunday performances I've ever seen in my life. Cost him half a grand. Um, tough to be Rube, and it, ju- it just shows how our betting has gone in golf since our five-tournament hot streak. Um, and we're hoping this week, it's better. Um, we've got a new tournament this week, which, again, since I botched the name of the last tournament, I think I'll let you lead off by saying what tournament we are currently at. <laughs> yeah, we are at the, the Sanderson Farms Championship Week, all the way down in beautiful Jackson, Mississippi. So, Roz, I think we uh, I think we start off with a, with a couple first-round leaders, get the ball rolling here. I've got a lot of names written down, but... I think there, there's a couple that I'm, I'm very focused on. And this first name, I mean, in these tournaments, there, there's not a lot of huge names. But one guy I have to point out right now, very big name, uh, not so much recently, but Sergio Garcia is on some sites listed at 60 or 70 to 1 to win the Sanderson Farms Championship. And Raz, I think we have to give him a little love this week. He is one of the best drivers of the golf ball. On tour, and I think you can make an argument for one of the top drivers in history. Just really, really struggling on the greens this year, but that type of price in this type of tournament, I think Sergio is the guy that I am showing a little love this week. Um, I do have Sergio as a winner this week, along with Doc Redman at thirty to one, and then Schaefer at ten to one. Um, not even Schaefer, it's Scotty Scheffler. Um, but let's let's do the first round leaders first. I had an issue. Last week, which there should have been a show everybody listened to, but um, let's just say Roz has been busy, um, not just dying hair, but with work. Um, Scotty Scheffler, not only do I have him to win, I'm taking first round leader at plus 2,500 because last week I took Sepp Straka to win. He won day one, first round leader, and it made me swear an oath that I won't take a winner without also taking them for first round lead, just because I don't want to deal with that again like I did last weekend. I got Scotty Scheffler at plus 2,500, and then closest to him before we do some of our long shots, I got Brian Harmon at plus 5,000. That's a guy take a look at for first-round leader. I think that's a guy you might be intrigued with, a guy who could end up on top after Thursday. Yeah, and just a quick note on the round leader bets. Um, if you're really looking for the most bang for your buck, most of the books have the dead heat rule, which basically means if you have a tie at the top, you know two or three guys you're kind of going to split the purse but bet mgm um, which has a lot of great promos out there right now they actually don't have the dead heat rule so you can actually get paid out in full for a tie you know if multiple guys tie at the top that's just something to be aware of 
you always want to make sure that you're trying to get the best odds um, on any bet, really, but especially with golf bets, which can can really vary across the books. Um, and Roz, looking at a, a couple of my first round leader guys, um, I do like Johnny Vegas this week uh, as a first round leader and a possible tournament winner. Um, hasn't been playing well that that as of late, but this guy does have a lot of talent. Really creams the ball, and you know. Putting being the most variable statistic, if somebody can get hot on the greens this week, um, that's really what we're looking for here. So good ball strikers, people who have the ability to get hot. And then I think a guy who I'm basically all over in terms of you know, winning, top 10, a lot of DraftKings action, I really like Cameron Tringali this week. He's a name that kept coming up on multiple things I was reading, uh, a couple of the models that we use. So I, I think out of all the guys, he's probably my top guy for the week are you taking him first round winner and top 10 yeah i'm gonna do all three for him uh, probably not gonna do that for anybody else but i think he is uh yeah he's, he's my favorite play of the week um i think there's a lot of value there so i'm gonna take him for all three spots we also and, have and more yeah you grew up. you go yeah no that was it that was good perfect we also have martin laird at plus 15,000, Tom Lewis at plus 8,000, and like you said, we have Vegas at plus 8,000. Luke List is another guy I really like, plus 6,600. I think, like Wits, I'm on the Tringali train. Um, I guess I'm going to bump him up to top 10. I had him in my top 20 pool, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's time to put the odds, make the odds better for myself and win a little bit more money, but that's kind of what we got for this week's tournament. I know we're Maybe a week out before we get the big dogs back. We just finished the FedEx Cup playoffs, the U.S. Open. Um, Masters are just right around the corner, about a month away um, after this upcoming tournament. But we're looking to get hot for you again. We're looking to bring that energy. We want golf success here. We were on a we were on a heater, and just like everything else in Vegas, heaters come, heaters go. But we're you can always find it again. You know, just turn the heat dial back up. So we'll figure it out. Um, before we get into football this week, Wits, let's just break them down with a commercial break. We will be right back, everybody. You heard it. We went to John Rom to win some money this weekend, and we used BetOnline.ag to do it. Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL, as well as golf, are in the FedEx Cup playoffs. They are at full swing, and our partners at BetOnline.ag have you covered. So take full advantage of sports being back and get into our action, or get in on the action, with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It'll never close. And to be honest, that's where me and Wits sit most of the time anyways. Nice blackjack table. Wits might be playing some poker, so see if you can go beat him hand-to-hand. Anyways, head over to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. What's up, everybody? We're back. Hopefully, I did a good job reading the ad today. Um, You know, that's always 50-50. We've got football. And Wits, there's been nothing better than having the NFL back. A little bit of a scare coming into today. Tennessee and Pittsburgh of this upcoming week are going to be postponed. They will not be playing on Sunday, but what I'm hearing, it's almost like the roof collapsed in Minneapolis. They're either going to be moved back to Monday or Tuesday. I believe that will still count on this week four fantasy um, game or matchups, as well as on daily fantasy. And I think everything it'll it'll be all a part of week four still, unless I'm completely wrong. Wits. 
no, I think you've got that right. Um, yeah, reports are that it'll be Monday or Tuesday. So we'll see what happens there. Before we get into the football, um, just a couple quick notes here. Uh, first, really big weekend in college football, and Oklahoma, once again, shows us that they do not deserve to be in the playoffs. They lose to Kansas State back-to-back years. And also, Roz, LSU dropping a big game to the SEC newcomer, Mike Leach, who takes Mississippi State and played a wonderful game against LSU this week. Um, also got MLB playoffs going on right now. We got 16 teams, a bunch of three-game series going on, so it's a very exciting time to be a sports fan, and we're uh, definitely going to be breaking down baseball a little more uh, next week as we narrow that playoff field. So just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, two of those sports as well. Also, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. So yeah, Xander, Xander doesn't give me any credit. I was going to, one, bring up the Stanley Cup champions at the end of this, bring up the WNBA Finals. Did I say WNBA Finals? That also is happening, by the way. We've got the um, Las Vegas team going to be in the Finals, I believe. I think they just played a game seven. Anyways, the NBA Finals, Heat versus Lakers, I was going to bring up at the end. And baseball, we just watched the Cubs lose, and it be another quick postseason for the Chicago Cubs. Um, but... College football, I could care less about at this point. I think that's a double a double negative, so I might have said that wrong. I couldn't care less. Let's go with that. I think that's right. Um, so let's get into the NFL. Awesome week. People were doubting the Green Bay Packers like they have week in and year out. Um, we're 3-0. <laughs> Went into New Orleans, and... Uh, we are clearly the greatest team in the NFL. I mean, we are scoring at a rate unlike any other. The fewest amount of points we've scored in a game with this past week, that's 37. The Jets in three weeks this season, their combined t- point total is 37. Um, so the Packers on a roll were Monday night against the hapless Atlanta Falcons, who I, I, it almost has to be like a disease. And it's no time to joke about a disease because of COVID-19, but like they've got something. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's lose-itis, um, big lead blown-itis. Um, it's bad over in Atlanta, Wits. Yeah, I think we're going to have to take those win probability charts and throw them out the window because <laughs> they don't seem to mean too much the past couple weeks uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, that was – one week was, like, mind-boggling enough, but two weeks in a row is um, – Dan Quinzel's job, that's probably the most surprising thing out of all of this. So, yeah, it's it's really – I'm really at a loss for words to describe the Falcons' past two weeks because it's it's undescribable. Undescribable. It's it's brutal. And another one of these teams that isn't as bad as the Atlanta Falcons, but I did say that I wanted to call them out. If you want to be a good team in the NFL, you need to beat the good teams. And there is one team not doing that. And that is my other loss of the week. Clearly, I'm talking about last week's losses. I went 3-2. and two. We'll take out the Atlanta one, which should have been an absolute win. Houston plus four was another loss. They were up early on the Steelers. Ended up blowing this game and losing by seven. Bill O'Brien is in the same boat as Dan Quinn. I think Black Monday needs to come sooner rather than later. Both coaches deserve to be on the unemployment line. So, Houston 0-3. I understand they played the Chiefs the Ravens, and the Steelers. But if you look at these teams, these teams go out there and beat good teams. And I understand maybe only one of them has matched up, and that's the Ravens and Chiefs, another game we should talk about because I got that correct. 
But the Chiefs went out there and handled their business against the Ravens, something the Texans needed to do one of these first three weeks. Uh, I don't know if you have any take on the Texans or if you want to talk about your losses quickly. You lost the Tennessee bet and the New York Giant bet last week. Um, feel free to harp on any of those three teams. Uh, let's see. I mean, I can't be too mad about the performance. Another three and two week. I mean, 60%. Not mad about it. Uh, Tennessee, you know, that was a good, you know, a good, a good comeback win by them. Um, but I, I think the big loser in that game is definitely the Vikings. I mean, to let Tennessee get back into that game when, I mean, the season was already going bad enough for Minnesota, but to let, to lose that game, um, Steven Guskowski again plays the hero after it seemed like he might be out of a job after week one. So that was a good win by the Titans. I mean, they are 3-0, and and whatever you want to say about them, just like the Bears, I mean, you don't give those games back. So those are all big victories no matter how you get them. And the Giants are one of those organizations that are just terrible. I mean, to play a 49ers team with – I think 10 or 11 starters out and they get blown out of the building. I mean, they're the football in New York right now is some of the worst football that I've seen in a long time. And it's a shame that we have to spend our prime time Thursday night watching the jets play. Um, but that's just the way it is right now, Roz and the, the giants. Uh, I'll give them a little more credit, but they don't look much better right now. And it's, uh, yeah, it's not a good time to be a football fan in New York. Or New Jersey. I don't actually think the Giants are better than the Jets. That would be an interesting matchup, to say the least. Both horrendous. Um, and that is a bad game. 0-3 Broncos versus 0-3 Jets on Thursday. Ripon is getting his first career start. He's like a fourth-string quarterback. So that is a game I probably won't be turning or tuning into. Um, to close up the week, I hit the Chiefs. I hit the Packers. And I hit... Who else did I hit this week? Oh, Minnesota plus 2.5. I mean... Best of both worlds. They covered and lost, and Dalvin Cook had a huge week. Couldn't be happier about the way Minnesota is going right now. But Green Bay plus three, Chiefs easy money line. What I tell you, plus 160 to rip that. You did well. You took the Steelers. You took the Panthers, who ruined your Survivor League pool. And you took the Bengals, <laughs> who tied. So that's perfect. That just they. I think the Bengals dissolved the Eagles, and the Bengals are on the upswing, in my opinion. Um let's talk about this week wits let's see what we've got i've honestly never been more confident about a week in my life i've got wait three... wait where? i heard this before I, I don't know if you've ever heard this before i uh, i'm very realistic all the time i've only bet a couple mortgages before and i'm betting all of it five games all mortgages three units of play on all five games i'm going five and oh for the first time since last season um where i did it once I'm ready to bring in the heat. Let me start it up. We've got Arizona minus four. Arizona coming off a tough loss to the Lions. I don't think they should be dejected. They're going on the road to play the Panthers. The Panthers, nice win against the Chargers, right? They flexed a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater showed he's somewhat capable, but that is still a horrendous team with no Christian McCaffrey. I think they're going to get steamrolled. I think this is going to be a 17-point game, 37 to 20 the final score there Arizona taking three units on that minus four other than my next one you'll never hear me say this again in the 16 weeks each teams get to play I promise this will be the only time this happens give me the Cowboys minus four and a half they've been trailing they've had to come back they have 
all this offense, it always comes when they're down by 20 points, but they're going up against Cleveland Browns, who I think are a false 2-1. I think Dallas goes in, does the job, absolutely obliterates Baker Mayfield and the Dallas Cowboys. I think this one's also a 20-point game at the end of the day. Um, so I'm going. that's my first 2-0 wits. All right, and let's just make it clear for everybody listening that we uh, every game, unless otherwise noted, we're just betting one unit. So uh, Roz must be feeling pretty frisky to triple his bet on not one, but across the slate. So we'll see how that plays out for him. But I'll, I'll take you through my first couple picks. So I've got all underdogs except one. So let's start off with the favorite here. I like the Saints this week going on the road against the Lions. I think Mike Thomas comes back this week and – you know, for all the crap that I said about Drew Brees over the past couple of weeks, I think he is still capable of covering against a team like the Lions, who I don't think are very good. I mean, they uh, they did beat the Cardinals this past week, did a great job forcing some turnovers with Kyler Murray. But I think the Saints offense is still a very high-powered machine with guys like Kamara handling the ball, uh, Mike Thomas coming back. So Drew Brees you know, is not the downfield threat that he once was. Not to say that he ever really chucked the ball downfield, but I like the Saints this week. Uh, they're one and two. They really need a victory, and I think it comes against Detroit. And then my first underdog of the week, I'm going to go back and take the Jaguars, plus three on the road traveling to Cincinnati. Um, I think just a common thing, NFL lines, usually the home team gets, gets three points. That's just a given. So these teams are pretty evenly matched, which I wouldn't disagree with. Um, Gardner Minshew had a brutal, brutal game against the Dolphins last week, and I don't think, I don't think he comes back with the same type of effort this week. And one thing about that Cincinnati Bengals team is they are the worst in football at stopping the run. And I think what we saw to James Robinson last week, um, he's going to get a lot of touches. And I think this Jaguar team finds a way to control the pace of this game. And while I do love Joe Burrow. Um, got Tyler Boyd on my fantasy team. This, this Bengals team is just not good. And I think it starts up front, both sides of the line. Um, so I like the Jaguars. Plus the three this week, God uh, actually went straight up. So those are my first two. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll go three and three from here on out. Yeah, we're on the same page when it comes to the Saints. I'm taking the Saints minus four. I think they've had a tough go the last two weeks. I mean, they ran into the best team in the NFL last week. And then it was tough. Going on the road to Vegas, not sure what happened there, especially since they started up 10 nothing. Um, hopefully they right the ship. It's against a Detroit team that is very volatile. I don't think they're a very good team. I think they should go in there and handle their business. So I'm 3-for-3. Three three. After that one, I'm taking Seattle minus 7, also on the road against the Dolphins. Dolphins out, pretty much outscored their coverage there. They scored as many points last week as I think they'll score the rest of the year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick has gone past this three-week point, very few points in his career, uh, very few times, I would say, in his career. Um, so Seattle minus seven is another easy one. I think Russ has been playing these close games the last couple of weeks, and it's time to just blow one of these guys out. And then the Rams minus 13. If New York couldn't beat a second-string team last week, they're definitely not going to beat this Rams team that got hot against Buffalo and outside of that last-second drive should have won that game. Um, Rams minus 13. And I know you're on the other side for that one. Yeah, I guess I'll start off with my take on that game. Um, while the Giants were atrocious and the Rams, um, I think should have won that game. That pass interference call on the last drive for Buffalo is very questionable. 
this Rams team just seems a little different this year. It seems like they want to run the ball more, um, especially with Mar- Malcolm Brown, Darrell Henderson, and then you know Cam Akers when he comes back. And I, j- I just don't see the 13 points here. I think the Rams are going to win this game, but to see them winning by two scores over anybody right now is a l- little bit tough for me to handle. And I think you know one of the things after seeing the Giants perform so poorly last week, I think we've got a little bit of line bias in here because. I think one one thing about the NFL is no team is really ever as bad as they look or as good as they look. So I'm going to take the almost two touchdowns here and uh, take the Giants. Um, I think Danny Dimes has a better performance this week. Uh, my last two games, I'm going to take Philadelphia as much as I hate it. Um, I like the seven points they're getting here on the road against San Francisco. Um, you know, I think San Francisco is going to get a couple guys back this week, but Something tells me that as bad as Philly might be, that they're not just going to go quietly into the night um, like a Giants team, like a Jets team might do. Something tells me they've got a little bit of fight left in them, and the fact that this could basically decide a season if they don't win this week. I think they're going to come out very fiery. Carson Wentz, I'm looking for, um, I don't want to say a good game, but a better game than he's played the first three and I, I think they just come better prepared this week than they were against Cincinnati. And then last game of the week, I think we're both on the Monday night slate. Um, I like Atlanta here, plus seven and a half. They're traveling to Green Bay. And this is kind of what I just talked about. You've got an Atlanta team that has blown two games that are were almost mathematically impossible to lose. You've got a Packers team that is playing off the charts right now. They're playing some awesome football. And... I really like the touchdown and the hook here. I don't I don't think Atlanta is as bad of a team as they've showed. And I don't think Green Bay is as dominant of a team as they've been for the first three weeks. So that just leads me to the, the seven and a half point line is a little bit too much here. And I think, you know, just like Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz kind of fighting for their jobs in a playoff spot over there. I feel the same way about Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn. They really need to make something happen this week. And I think they find a way to keep it close against Green Bay on the road. As the famous Takashi 69 would say, you're mad, they're back. Um, and that's the <laughs> Packers. I, I don't understand your Monday night pick. They're not, they're not outperforming. That is who they're going to be all year long. And this Falcons team has no defense. So I'm not sure how they're going to stop Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones come Monday night. Which, here we go. We're both tied at 9-6. and six. With our NFL picks, better for you this year. You had a rough year the year before, so I'm glad to see that you are you're trying harder. I mean, at the end of the day, um, we didn't finish we didn't finish putting in, but you were only three games above uh, 500 with a plus 3.8 units before we uh, before we capped. Um, I would have to go back and look and see what we did, but um, myself last year, 10 games over 500 with a six positive units, so. You know you're looking. You're talking to the dog. You're talking to the beast. You're referring to me. So we'll see how this goes this week. I think I'm going five and zero. I think Wits is going one and four. I'll put my money on that as well. Um, yeah, Wits. Any last thoughts? We uh, we see you at zero and three. I'm at two and one in fantasy. I think our league, the Kevin Marsh Memorial League, is very well renowned. People love hearing about it. We've got big matchups this week. You need to uh, you need to break the slump. You need to get your first win of the season. Yeah, um, 0-2 last year, rode that all the way to a championship. Uh, I don't think I've ever dealt with 0-3, but it's uh, it's now or never. 
for Team Wits. So we uh, we need to rattle off a few victories here. And, yeah, it all starts with this week, one week at a time. Brick by brick. Brick by brick, one week at a time. Um, yeah, man, I'm all in. And uh, we'll see how this all goes. Wits, last thoughts before we let these people go? Uh feeling good about golf this week Roz that's that's my last thought I'm gonna wake up tomorrow feeling refreshed gonna go get my bets together right now and um yeah Sanderson Farms feeling good about it let's get it Sanderson Farms be kind be nice don't interrupt people especially if you're a Muppet here we go that was a debate mention right there everyone have a great great week and uh vote because we need to we need some change everybody this is the opening line where we like to keep the line moving catch you next week everybody
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.